0: Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, and welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. I am so excited you are here for this episode. I'm your host, Denise Green, and today we're going to be talking about a little tiny topic called your life purpose. Now, I don't know about you, but many of my clients are struggling with finding their life purpose. They are experiencing existential angst. One recent client told me that he had recently read five books on his life purpose and he still had no clue what his was. And I don't know if I was just a really weird kid, but for me, my existential angst started very young. I was in middle school when I was questioning the universe and what my purpose was, why was I here. Actually, I think it was elementary school. And I remember back in Kansas, lying outside in the dark on the diving board, looking at the stars and wondering how I fit in and really kind of worrying about it. We worry way too much about this. We make it way too complicated. So today I am going to help you learn the three things that I think we all need to do in order to live our life purpose. Now, a lot of people think that they're going to find their life purpose in their career. And they might, but I can promise you that you can be living your purpose in any job. It is not about a title, it is not about how much money you make, it is not about climbing the corporate ladder. You can do all of those things and live your purpose or not. So let's talk about what it is. So Everybody's got a different theory on this. Um, I liked Tim Ferriss' response in his book, The Tool of Titans. He said that his favorite answer to the question, what should I do with my life, is enjoy it. And I think that is a big part of it. I think this human experience is so magical and miraculous that it is worth enjoying. But how do you enjoy it? It's not about pure hedonism. It's not about making so much money that you can just spend it on traveling and having fun. We can't achieve our life purpose on the backs of others or just by making a lot of money. You can have nice things, but growing the bank account without personal growth will not leave you feeling fulfilled. So that brings me to the big element of your life purpose, and that is... We need to grow. I believe with all my heart that our mission in this lifetime is to constantly become a better version of ourselves. Tony Robbins puts it very simply. He says, you're either growing or you're dying. Another book I highly recommend is Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukov. This thing has sold millions and millions of copies. And what a lot of people don't realize is Zukov is an award-winning physicist. Yet in his book, Seat of the Soul, he's not citing any science. He is just speaking from a, who knows, another plane. It's almost like he's channeling these truths that really will resonate deeply. It took me two readings. I read this book about a decade ago, and I just marveled. I said to my friend, where are the footnotes? It was so full of brilliance, but I didn't understand where it was coming from. The second time I read it, now this book is so dog-eared, I need to get another one. But I highly recommend this book. And he writes in it, among many, many brilliant things, that it is the health of the soul that is the true purpose of human experience. Everything serves that. Another book I think every adult should read is by James Hollis, and it's called The Middle Passage, From Misery to Meaning. This is a very small book but it is so condensed with brilliance. And the middle passage refers to middle age and the opportunity we have to take a new, fresh look at our life and see whose life are we leading. We get a chance to wake up instead of being asleep to our life and living a life that maybe our parents had in mind for us or society had in mind for us. It can be a very painful time. But if we go through that pain and work through it, we can come out a different human being who is full of fulfillment and living our potential. I know that my painful, painful experience came when I was 41, and I was blessed to have the pain of divorce. I didn't know how I would get through it. It shook up my entire world and had me rethink everything. One of the biggest thoughts and beliefs that I was challenged by was that old idea that marriage is supposed to be forever. What I now know to be true is that relationships are not meant to last forever. They're meant to help us grow. And for as long as we're growing in them, we can stay in them. But when we stop growing in them, it's okay to part. And it's okay to part amicably and lovingly. So I now know that relationships are not meant to complete you. They are meant to wake you up, to make you more conscious, to help you grow. Now that doesn't mean that you can't stay in a relationship through hard times. Hard times help you grow. But you need to be mindful and awake to how the relationship is serving both of you. Relationships, the small ones and the big ones, are one of the best sources of growth for us. When we get upset, we get to choose forgiveness or resentment, anger or compassion. We get to notice what patterns we repeat in our relationship. Do we keep falling for the wrong type of partner, whether that's a friend or a lover? Do we surround ourselves with people who belittle us or who lift us up, who encourage us to keep bad habits or set examples that we want to follow? Are we able to be ourselves around the people that we attract in our life? We are given hundreds of chances every day to grow. Every person we encounter, how will we treat them? Every choice we have to make about how we spend our time, what we put into our bodies, how we use our bodies and move it, how we react to situations and challenges. You don't have to go off to some meditation retreat in Bhutan. You can grow at home. You can grow in the grocery line. You can grow in traffic as you drive. One of the best, most fulfilling ways to grow and live into our potential is to create. I remember years ago seeing a video of a Sunday news program where they were interviewing LL Cool J. And they asked him a very big question. They asked him what his advice would be for decreasing violence in the United States. And he said, I suggest everyone create because creating is what makes us great. When you're creating and you are in flow, you cannot be violent. You are in a state of rapture. Czech researcher Mihai Csikszentmihalyi did a lot of work on positive psychology and he gave us the concept of flow. We all know what flow feels like, or at least I hope you do. It's when you're engaging your strengths in a challenging enough way that makes time seem to fly by. You are creating using the gifts that you've been given. Now, we can be flow in flow in any activity. It's personal to each individual. So maybe for you, it's gardening. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's fixing cars or building websites. For me, I love to read and then take what I learn and craft sentences, paragraphs, workshops, metaphors, models that help people improve their lives. I love speaking with people and finding the right question, the right thing to say, that gets them unstuck and inspired. My daughter, she loves to draw. Her friends commission work from her. They don't pay her, except in love, and sometimes they give her a drawing back. But when she is drawing, she is in flow, and she's enjoying not just the challenge of creating something off a blank page, but the pleasure of knowing that she is going to give this to a dear friend and she has customized the picture to be something that they would really care about because they're interested in it. If you don't know what to create, ask yourself, what do you love to do so much that it doesn't even feel like work? But it's not enough to create. You have to share it. And your brain does not want you to do that. You see, your soul wants you to grow, but your brain wants you to stagnate. If you let your brain win this battle, you will never live up to your potential. You will never live a fulfilling life. Because remember, our brain is trying to keep us safe, and sharing our work with another human being, let alone the the mass public, is a ridiculous idea to your brain. Somebody's not going to like it. Somebody's going to judge you. And to your brain, that is painful. To your brain, change of any kind, whether it makes you healthy or not, is a bad thing. Change equals pain to your brain. Now, this is just your brain trying to protect you. You have to override it. When we let our brain tell us that things are too risky, that we need to stay in the cave, It leads to procrastination and perfectionism, which leads to stagnation and regret. Perfectionism and procrastination come from fear. They do not come from love. We need to be on to these. These are hints that we are letting our brain override our soul's need to grow. This week, I had the pleasure of spending a day at a mastermind Um, gathering with some of the most amazing people and coaches that I know. And there I demonstrated my STEER model because I wanted them to use it with their clients to help their clients trick their brains into letting them be their best selves. And so I had everybody work with a real issue. And when I asked for a volunteer, the person who volunteered is a dear friend and one of the most evolved human beings I know. So I knew she was going to give me something pretty deep. And her situation was that she's not writing. Now, this is one of the most respected and successful executive coaches I know. She has earned the trust of many top-level executives. And what they don't know is that she is also an extremely gifted psychic and energy healer. I have been the recipient of this talent of hers, and I have seen other people heal from her. But she is afraid of being judged. She's afraid of being fully seen. So she's like Wonder Woman, the Amazon goddess, who never puts on her cuffs, never puts on her magic bracelets, um, never puts on her armor, never shows her superpowers. She just goes about the world as a normal, brilliant executive coach. She is hiding and keeping from the world an amazing superpower. So we took her through the STEER model and she finally realized that the thought that was holding her back was that I will be fully seen and some people won't like it. I assured her this was an incredibly normal reaction for her brain and that it was just Trying to protect her. That alone helped remove some of the shame because now she felt like, oh, this is what my brain is supposed to do. And she started rubbing her head very lovingly and smiling. And I said, yes, you can thank your brain and tell it, I know you're trying to protect me. And now I want you to shut up. I told her that every thought and emotion has a cost and a benefit. The benefit Of this was that she wasn't sharing her work with the world and she wasn't going to be judged or fully seen. Then I asked her what the cost was and this is when her eyes just welled up with tears and she said, I am breaking my contract with the divine. You see she knows, she feels in her soul that she is supposed to create a book that is unique to her so it will be unlike anything anybody's ever read And it will be so helpful to the world. And it will help her evolve her soul. It will be a gift to the world, and she is keeping it from them. And to her, this cost was way higher than the benefit of her not being fully seen. She decided to take my advice, and instead of now committing to, say, writing for an hour a day, She would sneak up on this with a baby step and she would just take a phone with her out in nature and since she thinks anyways, she would just speak her thoughts into the phone and then she would send them to herself as a file. Her brain wouldn't even notice that she was working on a book. It would just think she was recording uh, thoughts out in nature and then she would start to build momentum. She would start to feel the pleasure, the immense pleasure of creating which would outweigh the pain. It's not enough to just learn. Learning is wonderful, but what do you do with it? I know so many people who get multiple degrees, multiple certifications, read hundreds of books, but what are they doing with it? Who are they sharing it with? What are they creating from that massive, amazing learning? I know. It's so tempting to just learn and grow without creating. I thought I would live my life in academia. I felt so safe in school, and I am so grateful that I did not get accepted to the PhD program I tried to get in, because that was not my life purpose. I am supposed to be a warrior outside of academia, helping people in corporate America and now with my academy and my podcast, helping people everywhere. And I got to tell you, it is so much more fulfilling. It was terrifying. But now the thought of going back into a traditional job, well, that makes my soul want to cry and contract. One of the things you're going to have to get over is envy and comparing yourself to other. You are a unique model, as are they. There is only one you in the world. Your contribution, your creation will look like nobody else's. So stop trying to pattern yourself after somebody else. Now, this doesn't mean you can't learn from other people and borrow from them, but don't expect to be just like them. And by all means, don't envy. Borrow. Learn from. But make it your own and know that whatever you do will be a unique value that only you can offer. A friend recently told me, you are not the same person you were five years ago, and it was a massive compliment. I hope to not be the same person in another five years, but to even be in more service to the world, more confident, more at ease, more financially secure, thanks to the value I am producing and offering the world. So speaking of money, you can make any amount of money and be living on purpose. You can be a school teacher making $35,000 a year and fulfilling your purpose. You can be a CEO of a company, and as long as you are creating an environment where people thrive and feel love and connection and empowerment, you are living your purpose. The CEO of Southwest Airlines comes to mind for me. But that said, you don't have to make money off your creations. Maybe your contribution is to create a home life that creates Healthy, responsible children who will grow into amazing adults. Maybe you write a free blog that helps people see things in a new way and heal themselves. I happen to be blessed that every single penny I earn comes from coaching or speaking or writing. And the more value I create in the world, the more the universe will will reward me financially. So of course I want to make millions of dollars, because not only would that be nice but it means that I am creating so much value in the world that I have earned that amount of money. But in order to grow exponentially like I want to grow, I will have to continue to learn and evolve and master how to manage my brain and my emotions, and so will you. And by the way, this is one of the most important gifts we can give the world Is learning to manage our brains and our emotions. So I have an assignment for you. I want you to think about your strengths and take an inventory. And as you think about this, it will help to think about what comes relatively easily for you that might be hard for others. What do people come to you for? What do people compliment you for? I promise you, you will come up with a list, and you might look at it and say, well, these aren't so special, and I guarantee you, those things are very special. And as you look at your list, I want you to feel tremendous gratitude for these gifts that you were born with. They were just given to you. And in addition to to gratitude, I want you to feel tremendous love. Love for yourself and love for these gifts. And love is the third component of growing into your potential. In the book, The Seed of the Soul, Zhukov writes that there are only two emotions, love and hate, and all the other emotions fall under those. So can you imagine what the world would be like if unconditional love for all was rampant? If you read all the great teachers, Jesus, Buddha, the Sufi poets, it is all about love. But unfortunately, we have these brains that are programmed to be negative. Five times as many negative thoughts as positive thoughts. It is called negativity bias. And it is meant to keep us alive. It is not meant to help us grow into our potential. So unless we work at feeling love and compassion, we will feel thoughts like doubt, resentment, anger. Anger and resentment are easy Love is not. Love takes courage. If you want to feel love more often, you have to learn to manage your thoughts instead of being led by them. So instead of thinking about this enormous idea about life purpose, you can break it down into daily acts of courage, daily acts of love. Growth will take tremendous courage. Staying static takes none. So how can you do this on a daily basis? Well, a few suggestions. First of all, you can start your day with some rich learning for your soul and your mind. Maybe you just get up 10 minutes earlier, or listen to an audiobook or a podcast on your commute, and then share it. Share something you learned with others. I usually have about three books going at once, and I just can't help myself from talking about them with friends. I also take notes, I write in the margins, I underline, I create a table of contents of my own, of things that I want to reuse and share with others in the book. Second idea is to stop filling your body with toxicity. And I mean news, social media, gossip, negative people. This is only going to take you farther away from growing and reaching your potential. And then every day create something that feels great, that puts you in flow and that you can share with others. It might be a meal, it might be a piece of music, it might be a witty email or a text a story, even a spreadsheet or a presentation. Just create and share something and then I want you to savor it. I want you to savor that moment of flow and that moment where it, um, it left your computer or it left your mouth and you showed courage by sharing it. I want you to practice kindness everywhere. Whether, like I said, it's in your car, as somebody's cutting you off, or whether it's by giving money or food to strangers, or by forgiving somebody you had a grudge with, showing empathy to someone who's struggling, or just complimenting a stranger. Show kindness. And finally, Tell somebody every day that you love them. So instead of asking, what is my purpose on this planet? Try asking, how did I improve today? What did I create with my strengths? And what thoughts and emotions did I bring to my interactions today? Whose day did I make better? And in the spirit of sharing, I would like to share with you a beautiful poem from Hollis's book, The Middle Passage, and the poem is by Rainer Maria Rilke, and it goes like this. I live my life in growing orbits which move out over the things of the world. Perhaps I can never achieve the last, but that will be my attempt. I am circling around God, around the ancient tower, And I have been circling for a thousand years. And I still don't know if I am a falcon or a storm or a great song. I love how this speaks to the mystery. And instead of putting a name on your purpose, just growing and being satisfied that you are constantly expanding your potential and your orbit. And I'm gonna leave you with one last quote from Zukov As you shine brighter, as your light and power increase with each responsible choice, so does your world. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you will join me for the next episode of the Work Life Brilliance Podcast. And if you want help achieving your personal growth, mastering your mind then please consider joining the work life brilliance academy it is designed to reach you because it is all online videos uh, coaching sessions workbooks and I'm so excited to make this offering you can learn more about it at brilliance.com and until then have a beautiful rest of your day thanks for listening to work life brilliance if you like what you heard The best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.